0: the Bible means certainty when it speaks of hope hope is in God and God is certain hope is in God's Word and God's Word will not pass away heaven and earth will but my word will not Jesus said hope is absolutely certain so look at the first phrase of our text there will be no more gloom for her who is in anguish what happened How can he say this? Verse 6, a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. This prophecy, God's global purposes are Christocentric. A child will be born to us.
1: Welcome to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Today we begin a series of messages celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pastor Scott brings part one of a message titled, Hope. We invite you to follow along with us now as we get started.
0: I want to talk about hope this morning. And uh, I want you to turn to an ancient prophecy, Uh, Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah wrote this seven centuries plus B.C., I mean... Uh, Think about it. That'd be like if you went seven centuries back from today, 700 and some years, uh, you'd be before Columbus discovered America. Uh, 700 and some B.C., Isaiah wrote, he was a contemporary with Micah. These Hebrew prophets told us of the hope in a world of gloom. The hope is Jesus, and we're here to worship him and celebrate him. But I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah, as I said, and, and uh, he even told us where he would be born. Isaiah said, as we've already heard and as we've celebrated in song, the hope that we have that uh, this one will be born of a virgin. And he'll be born in Bethlehem. And it's an amazing thing to just look at them. This is a very familiar, very famous prophecy. It ought to be. Uh, we'll see, you'll see excerpts of this on Christmas cards, rightfully so. But today, I want to back up just a bit. Uh, one verse from chapter 9 and read the setting. Uh, it was a dark, dark setting. In fact... This morning when we gathered as a worship team, uh, I said, I give thanks to the Lord for a dark, gloomy morning. (laughs) I often give thanks for a bright, joyous morning, but man, the weather today even, you know. Because when you step in here, when you turn your eyes from the circumstances around us and look at him, why, he's all the brighter because of the dark gloom, even in the weather today. So uh, listen to the last verse of chapter 8, then they will look to the earth, they were refusing to look to God, Israel, and they looked to the earth and behold distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be driven away in to darkness, but... The Bible often hinges on that little adversative. But there will be no more gloom for her who is in anguish in earlier times. He treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali with contempt. But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You will multiply the nation. You will increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence, as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you will break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, oppressor, as at the battle of Midian." For every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning, fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of His government or of peace. On the throne of David and over His kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts, will accomplish this. By the way, who will accomplish this? The Lord of hosts, God Almighty. When he speaks, it's as good as done. There will be no more gloom, and I will accomplish this. The Lord says. Now, uh, when Jake earlier read part of this text, it was directly out of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew was a transformed life. Matthew was the lowest of the low. He might have been rich, we don't know. A lot of them were, and they're tax collectors, but uh, he was despised. But he met Jesus Christ and his life was transformed. And he is the one who in Matthew 4 said, the people sitting in darkness, this was to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet wrote. The people sitting in darkness will see a great light. The people dwelling in the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. You know, we, we say it, don't we? I, Chris and I took my mom out and we just drove around a couple nights ago uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't pouring down rain, you know, and it was just beautiful in the darkness, all the lights. We just drove around and enjoyed the lights. We say light at the end of the tunnel. In a day of gloom, there's light. I was thinking on this and I remembered back to June 28th, 2018, that Thai soccer team after a practice, the coach and those 12 young boys just had a little adventure, a team bonding time, and they went into that cave. And the whole world's attention was focused on that event as those guys went in, and then the monsoon rain hit. And the water forced them in further, and they spent two weeks in utter darkness, two and a half miles. That was darkness indeed. And the world rejoiced. We all rejoiced. We prayed. We rejoiced when they were rescued. There is light at the end of the tunnel, we say, and I can only imagine what went through their minds and their hearts when they saw the light of a rescuer show up, and then when they saw the light of getting out of that amazing darkness they had been in. You know, maybe today you feel, um, I know, many of you do. We have been tempted to feel like we're living in the shadow of death, just like it says here. Isaiah's great prophecy is written to us. It's written to Israel. It's written eight or seven some centuries ahead, telling, but it's written for our instruction. And in a world like ours, this year, 2020, maybe you've been tempted to become discouraged and isolated and Anxious, and really you can just glance at verse 22 and anguish, distress, stress, anxiety, despair, darkness, depression. I mean, you just think about it. Since March, I don't have to rehearse it, what's happened in our world. And maybe you're tempted to feel Like, there's no hope. And just about the time we think something's going to be hopeful, something else comes along. And you think about the fires, and I remember the gloom that set in in September when you couldn't even see the sun all day long, and the eerie gloom that it was, and uh, the racial tension in our country, and the call for justice in a world of injustice and the political tensions and divide, and the false hopes being dashed constantly. No, it's easy to say that we live in a day much like Isaiah's. But I'll tell you what, into the darkness came light, into the despair, joy and peace. In other words, light, joy, peace, hope, hope. And hope in the scripture is not hopeful in the sense that we use the word. This hope we have, the Bible says, as an anchor for the soul. We should probably translate it certain hope because the Bible means certainty when it speaks of hope. Hope is in God and God is certain. Hope is in God's word and God's word will not pass away. Heaven and earth will. But my word will not, Jesus said. Hope is absolutely certain. So look at the the first phrase of our text. Verse 1. There will be no more gloom for her who is in anguish. There will be no more gloom. What happened? How can he say this? Verse 6. A child will be born to us a son will be given to us the bible is christocentric this prophecy god's global purposes are christocentric a child will be born to us no wonder we celebrate no wonder we put up lights i gotta say it's possible (laughs) it's so possible as we were driving around, I saw so much kind of riffraff in the lights Disney and reindeers and stuff. And I thought, yeah, okay, but you're missing the point. But joyously, we saw the star and we saw the scene. A child will be born. Every child born is a miracle. I mean, we've had three in my family since September, and it's just like, whoa. And every woman, Jesus said in John 16, who's given birth, has sorrow because of the travail. But when the travail has ended, there's, she forgets the sorrow for the joy a child has been born. Every child is a picture of God's ability to overcome the situation we're in today. And this child, a child, the child, will be born to us. He had said two chapters earlier, a virgin shall give birth. And you're going to call his name Emmanuel. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. Uh, There's exactness to the language, isn't there? Jesus was born like any other child in one sense. He was was born of a woman. But he was given to us. God, God gave his Son. For God so loved the world that he gave His only begotten Son. A child will be born. A son will be given to us. The Son will be given to us. Oh, yes. Galatians 4 says, born of a woman. Born under the law. Yes, born the son of Abraham. Yes, born the son of David. Yes, the New Testament begins with his genealogy. And yes, he wasn't just the son of Abraham, he was the son of Isaac, not Ishmael. And then Jacob, not Esau, the exactness of Scripture. And then of the 12 sons of Jacob of Israel... He will be born of Judah, one tribe, Judah. And yes, he'll be born into David's family, but but he's born of a virgin. How can this be is our natural response. And that's what Mary said. Just listen to the familiar words. When the angel announced this to her, that's exactly what she said Mary said to the angel, Luke 1.34, How can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the son of god a child will be born to us the child a son will be given to us the son the son of the most high everything about this is supernatural the fact that it could be foretold seven centuries earlier everything about this is supernatural in the beginning john wrote as he began his book, looking back to the way the Bible begins. The Bible, by the way, is supernatural. Only the Bible can tell us where we came from. And it speaks with authority. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And John began his account of Jesus' life in the beginning from all eternity. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The song that Donna was singing, the Son incarnate, enfleshed, God enfleshed, God became flesh. You know, we say... And we rightfully say, when we get in certain situations, God's got to show up. When we get to the end of our, you know, lots of times we think we can just handle it. We're moving along fine. But when we hit the end of our rope, we say, God's got to show up. And let me tell you, God did. God did. You see, Isaiah says a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. When Matthew quotes it, a child was given. He didn't quote the verse, but he says, you know, Isaiah says, "Uh, the people sitting in darkness will see a great light, Isaiah said. And Matthew says, yeah, this was to fulfill. This Jesus was to fulfill what Isaiah wrote. The people sitting in darkness saw a great light and the people living in the land of the shadow of death saw upon them a light dawned that's the bible in a nutshell by the way since sin entered the world god promising and when jesus came god delivered and we look back and we can say the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light have you have you seen him? I mean, a lot of people, you know, this time of year, the, the what's the word I want, the, the tragedy of it, but the irony of it that so many people celebrate a season, and I think more than ever this year, I'm, I've been grateful for, I, I yelled out at one of my neighbors, Merry Christmas, because they were putting the bulbs and stuff on their tree way, way earlier than usual, you know. And uh, they said, well, there's nothing else to do. You know, and I, I said, yeah, you know, but uh, the season can be celebrated without knowing Him. Have you seen the great light? Well, His name, look at the text again, His name will be called Wonderful, verse 6, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father. Prince of Peace, Son of David, Son of Abraham, Bread of Life, Light of the World, Alpha and Omega, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I could go on and on. His names and titles are so rich and almost endless because he is so wonderful, so full of wonder. He's beyond our ability to say it all. But I'm going to say it real simply today because it seems to me we should do this. We should stop. And today I want you to not get lost in all the detail or even all the majesty, but stay focused on why there's no more gloom, why we have great hope, why he is our hope. So his name, I'm going to give you three of them. His name will be called Jesus. His name will be called Emmanuel. And his name, his title, one of the great uh, statements, one of the distinctives of the Gospel of John, by the way. Uh, I had the privilege of going through it for the first time, uh, a man who'd never been through it before recently, and we stopped and looked at and saw these great statements in John where Jesus said, I am. Ego a me. Before Abraham was born, I am. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the vine. We could go on with many of those statements, but I'm gonna zero in on his great statement, I am the light of the world. The people sitting in darkness will see the great light.
1: You've been listening to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Please stay with us. Pastor Scott will return in just a moment with a preview of our next broadcast. Today's program was titled, Hope, the first of our Christmas holiday series. If you missed a portion of the message heard on the program today, or you'd like to share it with a friend, head on over to abideintheword.us. A free copy of today's entire message is available there for you to stream or download at your convenience. If you don't have a church home in the area, we'd like to invite you to join us for our special Christmas Eve candlelight services. Join us on Sunday, December 24th, at either 3 or 5 o'clock in the evening for a great time of worship, Christmas music, our kids' choir, and a special Christmas message. It's such a wonderful time of year in celebrating our Savior's birth, and we'd like to share it with you. If you'd like more details, just browse to our website at swbible.org. We hope to see you there. If you've ever wanted Pastor Scott's Sermon Library in the palm of your hand, we have a new app available called the Abide App. It's available in both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Along with the Sermon Library, you'll also find Scott's written publications, biblical seminars on a variety of subjects, daily devotional videos, this radio program, and the Abide Method, a monthly Bible reading and writing plan developed by Scott to give you the opportunity to read and write out Scripture. These resources all come free within the app. So if you're looking to deepen your relationship with Christ, please consider downloading the Abide app in either the Apple or Google app stores. Now before we end our time today, let's go to Pastor Scott for a preview of our next broadcast.
0: Every attribute of God is seen perfectly in Jesus because He is Emmanuel. So that at the end of His life, He told the men, He said, if you've seen me... You've seen the Father. His name be called Jesus, the perfect Redeemer. His name will be called Emmanuel, the perfect revealer of God. Everything I need to know about God, I can know in looking at God incarnate. He is light. He spoke light into existence. Let there be light, the first recorded words. Let there be light. And there was light. He himself is the light
1: of the world, the
0: perfect
1: dispeller
0: of darkness.
1: Join us again next time as we continue celebrating the Christmas holiday. Pastor Scott will bring part two of a message titled, Hope. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you.